So what's up? Um, nothing much really. I just watched the last exorcism with you about twenty minutes ago. Cool, but this is the, this is before the theme song, so we gotta do some like we gotta bullshit <laughs> for a little bit. Now we can get to the podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, how, how how you been? It's been it's been. Uh, let me check my watch. It's been infinite time since you've been on our podcast because you've never been on our podcast yeah, this before. Is, this is baby's first podcast. I've never done anything like this before. Oh, never. I, I assumed you'd been on something at some point for no, some reason. No, I, I just have a really high charisma score, so I think I give off that vibe. <laughs> that does sound about accurate, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, speak, you're speaking confidently, like you know what you're doing. I do, I do. Which is the, which is the first step to it. That's the, that's the first chapter in my, uh, my How to Be Good at Things book. Yeah, I just, it's I just, just have to go just, into it. Yeah, it's just called How to Be Good at Things. Yeah. Be- number one bestseller. Sure is. Um, how, how you, what's your, uh, what's your week been like? How you been, what, what you been up to this week? Um, I've been doing a lot of, and this is kind of strange, but I've been doing a lot of bullet journaling. It's kind of what Bullet I'm journaling? Right now. Yeah. Is that when you just like take a moleskin and shoot it full of holes and like just plug it full of holes? Well, um, actually the, the journal that I bought actually came with dots pre-printed on the pages, so it makes it easier. What, what is bullet journalism? I don't... Or um, bullet journaling, rather. I guess I don't do it traditionally because I mostly use it to uh, put, like, make comics and things like that. But it is uh, like a form of organizing and, like, you know, making a planner for yourself, a calendar for yourself. Okay. Sort of okay. It's okay. Like a so it's that you you draw. It's a, to, it's a to-do yourself. list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Because yeah. you you said you said bullet journaling and like I hadn't I like I I, I cut, like my brain just like did not know how to process that information even though like it, it like you can kind of put two and two together pretty easily on that one. Yeah, I mean, I guess not everyone knows about it. But my brain my my brain just like stack overflowed into like oh you shoot a gu- you shoot a gun into a into a journal. Is it like my first instinct was like oh is that some sort of, sort of like blackout poetry kind of stuff? <laughs> that would uh, that would be preferable, I think. I do like to shoot journals every once in a while. Yes. You know, you I mean, write who, your feelings I, down in them and then you just obliterate them. Yeah. <laughs> you just pull out like a 3-5 Magnum. Yeah, it's a good way to, to get through your problems. Yeah. Really sort you, through the issues. You write, you write down the name of the cute girl you have a crush on and then you stand 30 feet away and pull out your uh, M1 Garand and Please obliterate the journalist. <laughs> no, you just, kill the, you just kill the book with her name in it. Okay, yeah. I, I thought you were going in a much different direction. No, no, don't do it to her. Just like put the just like put the notebook on a stand and then stand like thirty feet away and pull out your M one Garand and And then you shoot her in the head. <laughs> yeah, and then you shoot her uh, eight times, because that's, that's how many bullets you get in an M one yeah, Garand. That's one way to get rid of your, your crush. <laughs> yeah. Uh, better to have loved and lost and then also literally lost than never to have loved at all. Well, better to have loved and thrown away yeah than to have loved it all uh this is a bit grimmer than i had wanted to be on your podcast i mean i, I kind of knew what i was getting into when i asked you to be on okay okay <laughs> so i think i think this is like about what's expected also this is a horror movie podcast so like anyways blanket statement don't don't uh don't kill the girl you have a crush on or guy or you know non-binary person we're you know whoever you have a crush on don't kill them yeah <laughs> That's chapter one of how to be good at things. 
That's that's actually chapter seven. Oh, okay. So if you, if you only if you only like if you only get like the Amazon like the you know how Amazon has that thing where you can like preview the first like couple of pages or the first chapter of yeah, like a book. I do. I do. So like if you if that's your only source of wisdom, you might just and you like you don't actually buy the book. Uh-huh. But um, I mean, this is a non-existent issue because anyone who reads my writing will know that it's just like you you are going to buy the book. Like, there's no question about it. Mm-hmm. But if you did hypothetically just read the first chapter, you'd be like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go kill the person that I have a crush on now. Yeah, so, it's sort of like a, a game demo that puts you in chapter 10. Yeah. It really gets to the good stuff first. Yeah, the, the good do not homicide part. Yeah, the things that really make a sale. Yeah. I think... Uh, and that's, the, and that's, that, that's my book, The Art of the Deal. I'm Donald Trump. I think the Kindle section of Amazon has much worse things than don't kill the girl you like. <laughs> Just uh, from experience. <laughs> Are you saying from experience reading or from experience having written and posted something to the Amazon bookstore? Well, um, I have a friend who ghostwrites romance novels. I have a okay, Chuck Tingle, yes. No, no, no. They're not quite on that level, um, unfortunately. It's a very serious venture. Okay. Like, I don't know anything about... Um, about Amazon Kindle stuff, except for what Colin Space Twinks posts about a lot of the yeah. time, which is stuff that he has written under the name T Bell, which you know Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he he always talks about how there's a, there's apparently like this big like quote shifter quote thing on Amazon, shifter. like yeah, it's like furries, but they're too coward to be anthropomorphics, and it's they're too cowardly to be like. Like, it, you, you watch Teen Titans, right? Like, the original yeah, Teen Titans? Yeah. You know how, like, you never actually saw Beast Boy change? He would just, like, like the would camera would be obscured. Yeah, yeah you, the camera would be obscured by a pillar, and then, like, he's he's a monkey or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, that's what the books are. It's like, one second this hot dude is a man, and the next second this hot dude is a wolf. They don't spend any time on the transformation, and none of, the men, none of them are, like, hot wolf mans. Yeah, just tie the knot. <laughs> <laughs> Tie a bow, just tie the knot. Everybody, everyone, it's your number one uh, last podcast. This is the last one we're doing. Goodbye. <laughs> Just kidding. We're good. We're not. But that's the theme for this week because it's the last exorcism that we watched. Yeah, the I joined very last one. The very last exorcism. There, there were none after, except for the last exorcism too. Oh yeah, uh, there actually, if I remember correctly, wasn't any actual exorcism that occurred in the last exorcism too. So it, it was yeah. the last exorcism. Yeah. Um. The, uh, so, um, the, oh yeah, the, the, I'm Lulu, I should have mentioned that. Um, I'm Devin. 
Devin is a friend of mine who uh, I've kind of wanted to have on the show for a little while because Devin seems to have some very good opinions about horror movies and stuff. Some opinions that are very in line with my own about a lot of movies. And with, with Blair gone, what better time to, to have them on than now? Yes, thank so you. So wel- welcome, that. Devin. So so talk a little bit about yourself. Like, what, like what's your background with horror movies or games or books or whatever? And, you know, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Um, when I was a child, I was afraid of quite literally everything. Uh, there was a stage in my early childhood where I would not look at a TV for six months because I saw a commercial for Bride of Chucky. I didn't watch movies or I didn't look at mirrors for six months because I saw a trailer for the key, uh, the key for Sutherland horror film mirrors. Oh yeah. I remember that movie. Yeah. Anyways, go on. Um, and then when I was 13, I played a game called Haunting Ground. It's Oh, that game. Games. Yeah, it's a, a PS2 survival horror game. Mm-hmm, and, with a dog. Yes, and from then on, I got hooked on other PS2 survival horror games. And I, of course, from there moved on to movies. And again, this was about when I was 14. And I just marathoned as many horror movies as I could get my hands on. And now I'm here. Yeah. Congrats! Welcome. You finally made it to the big, to I the big, made it. to the big leagues. I did. And so, um, we're going to take a quick look at like some uh, upcoming horror movies. Like, what's on the horizon? Um, the um that trailer for uh, oh, what the hell is it? I, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. But the uh, the the one about like the the family, like where the where the grandmother dies and like the daughter hereditary? is like has, hereditary. Yeah, I, I talked about it a little bit last week, but I'm so fucking excited to see it. Yeah, um, I don't really watch movie trailers anymore, but I am very excited about that movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's 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 a twenty four, so like, of course, it's gonna yeah. be great. Yeah, they did always you, always publish good movies. Yeah, I, I'm assuming you saw uh, it comes at night. I did, I did. Oh my god, that movie was so good. It was really good, but unfortunately, I knew beforehand that it was like soul crushingly depressing. Yeah, it, it didn't like move me as much as it probably could have. Yeah, but like, um, God, that last shot in the movie. So good. It's so bleak and just desolate. Like, I know it's really a fantastic. Oh, we need to do that movie on this podcast at some point. I that that was one of the my favorite movies I saw last year. It was like, I mean, I saw Get Out, which was my number one of last year, Mm -hmm. but like by a mile. And then like the uh, it comes and I was probably like top three, top five, top three. It's definitely one of the, like, best-made movies that I watched. Yeah, it's, like, in terms of, like, sheer quality, I think Mm -hmm. it's, like, the second-best movie that I saw last year. Because number one was Get Out. I I actually haven't seen Get Out yet. Oh, you need to. The the thing is that I don't want to watch it illegally. I want to buy a copy. Mm -hmm. And so I just haven't done that yet. Yeah, God, the, Get Out put out or A twenty four put out a lot of movies last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, we had we had the Black Coat's Daughter, which you talked about, which you mentioned to me. Yes, it's one. They of put favorites. they put out the Florida Project, which I've heard a lot of things about. Yeah, some of them good, some of them not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, which I've been dying to see. Oh, that I I watched that. Yeah, the... Lady Bird, Disaster Artist. Oh, I didn't know they put out Lady Bird. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I haven't I seen. Either. I didn't see many movies from last year. Yeah. Oh. But it it's. I never knew the, uh, the publication company by name until I saw The Witch. 
I had never yeah. really like heard of them before that, but I think they've probably put out a lot of movies that I've liked that I just Green Room were published by them. They did Green Room. Oh yeah, I like Green Room. Yeah, Green Room is so good. Yeah, I watched sure. the I watched the uh, I watched another movie by that that guy directed, Blue Ruin. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, Blue Ruin was incredible. Yeah, it's a very good movie. Um, he's I got another movie. He's got another movie coming out this year on Netflix called Hold the Dark. He um, also directed Don't Breathe. Really? Uh, uh, it's not showing. It's not showing. It's not showing up on his Wikipedia page. Oh, that's weird. That uh, Jeremy Saulnier was the director. I uh, in in question here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Maybe I'm uh, don't, producer. Don't breathe was Fede Alvarez. Okay. And p- produced by Sam Raimi and Robert Tapper. Yeah. Not yeah, there's no overlap in the producers with Green Room. Mm-hmm. They are uh, oh. similarly tense movies though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you ever think about I, I sometimes just think about Anton Yelchin and get really sad. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I I also do. And especially yeah. watching that movie um when it had first been released, it was right after that happened, so it was Yeah. It was still uh, oh. kind of raw. That that was one of the big. I, I'm sure I brought this up on the podcast before, but like that was one of the biggest losses that like, that like that, that like movies have had, like in yeah. terms of raw sheer talent. I absolutely agree. That guy was going to go on to do some great things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, anyways, <laughs> we watched the, we watched the last Exorcism this week. We did. With, and... <laughs> starring a bunch of names I do not recognize. Yeah, uh, there's not. Well, there's the guy from Antiviral who plays the brother Caleb. Yes. Um, um, the I Patrick, don't know by name, aside from the guy from uh, Antiviral. Patrick Fabian is uh, plays a, plays a character named uh, Howard Hamlin in Better Call Saul. That's the main character. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he also is in a movie called Pig. Pig. P i g yes, but okay. I pronounce it like P i g e Pig. Pig. Yeah, that that was a topic earlier, so I. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and none of these other names like are bringing any bells. Yeah, which which is disappointing because the main actress in the movie actually is uh, quite talented. I think. Yeah. It surprises me that I haven't seen her in more things. Um, Iris or the the what's the what's the oh Iris her her yeah. name is Iris and her actress's name is Iris. Oh. Um, she she was a, a lead role in the 2006 film Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector. Wow! Wow! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's a lot to have under your belt. Yeah. No wonder she got hired for this movie. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, having such a big name actress in your film is a big draw. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Like, I, I, I feel like the overlap between like super fans of Larry the Cable Guy colon Health Inspector. Uh, <laughs> okay, when I actually say the colon out loud, that title becomes way better. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy colon Health Inspector. <laughs> Like, I'm sure the overlap of people of people who are fans of that and also people who are friends of like found footage movies is an oh, o- yeah. is like a, just a, it's just a single circle. Those people love death. Yeah, <laughs> they crave it. They crave it <laughs> in all forms. Or they cannot experience it themselves. No, because they just they just they if they die they know they cannot watch Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector anymore. Exactly. Also, that movie uh, it's cursed. So. Is it? I've never seen it's it. It's deeply, deeply cursed. I've never seen it either, and that's why. Yeah. Kills anyone who watches it within seven days. Yeah. Oh, man. Did you see Rings, by the way? Yes, I'm just I curious. Yes, I did, and it was awful. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I watched the uh, I watched the Nick's I watched Nick's fears review it um, recently. Can we pause one second? I just realized um, I was when I said that a second ago about the movie killing people in seven days. I contradicted my own lore. Okay. So um, I just wanted to to clear that up that it does not kill you in seven days. Okay. I'm, re- I'm really really sorry for that misstep I took just now. But continue. Uh, we, 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 will, we will overlook it this time, but if you do it okay. again, you will be summarily executed. Okay, I'm on thin fucking ice. Can I say yeah. a fuck word on this podcast? <laughs> You're the first person to ever ask that, and I, I appreciate it. Yes, you can. You absolutely okay. can, and you are encouraged to say the fuck word as much as you possibly can. I just... It's so funny because like I listen to every, I listen to, like podcasts with people that like that have guests on it all the time and like they ask if they can swear all the time. This is the first time I've ever had anyone ask us or me if we if they can swear on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, the last yes, we is rated R, but that doesn't mean the podcast has to be. I mean, it, that's fair, but like, yes, we, we we encourage you to say the fuck word with a plum. Okay, thank you. Oh God, um. Yeah, I was saying I, I watched the Nick Spheres review of uh, the of Rings, and mm-hmm. God, I, I love Nick Spheres. Nick Spheres yeah, is very great. good. Yeah, um, <sighs> I haven't seen um, a whole lot of her videos, but I sort of um, you know watch a lot of the people who are within that circle. Yeah, horror YouTubers. I think it's I think it's genuinely funny how like within twenty four hours of each other, like she came out as like. I know. She posted about that, and then in this, like within twenty four hours, Nightmind was like, "Hey, I'm bisexual and I have a boyfriend." Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, uh, it belongs to the gays. It extremely does because I mean, I have a, I wrote an essay about this in college, which is just that the that like in the same in the same way that like LGBTQ people align themselves with the villains in Disney movies because uh-huh. they they draw so much the sort of like sense of otherness that you get from these horror movie villains like that is kind of inescapable, and it's like sometimes the like I, I remember talking about uh, Under the Skin and oh, um, and and Candyman mm-hmm. as examples of this because Under the Skin is very explicitly like it even I I don't know I I believe I read somewhere that the director did not entirely intend it as such but it is extremely expli- pretty much explicitly to me on even if accidental it's very trans narrative yeah I, and, I agree wholeheartedly. <clears throat> And and Candyman obviously is about like the scariness of a black person, like yeah. in an, in an era where miscegenation, which is a great word by the way, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, in an era where miscegenation was like a big fear, like I mean, I guess that's still kind of a big fear among racists. Mm-hmm. But um, like Candyman was definitely kind of playing upon preying upon that a little bit. Yeah. But um, there's this sort of alignment with the monstrous that you know, we as LGBTQ people have that this sort of otherness, the ostracization of being not like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I wrote an essay about this in college and I, I gave like a talk, I gave like a speech, I, I did like a speech about it too. Sounds great. Um, it, I do agree that Under the Skin is a very trans narrative. Yeah, extremely so. Great. I mean, I'm trans <clears throat> and I love to watch people die on the beach. Yeah. Ba- well, the, the one part about that movie that is very difficult to watch is the fact that it is a baby that dies on that beach. Well, no, th- there's more than a baby, but let's move on. Oh, yeah, 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 continue. With, let's not get into baby talk. Yeah. So, The Last Exorcism. The Last Exorcism. Okay. There's... So, would you, would you like to describe it, or should I just, like, get into it? Uh, so, I mean, it's a found footage supernatural horror film, as you might expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about a uh, 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 pastor, Cotton... Yes. Reverend. Reverend, Reverend Cotton, Cotton Marcus. Which, with a name like Reverend Cotton Marcus, this man is absolutely... We don't see any evidence of it, but this man is absolutely the most racist motherfucker you have ever met in your life. Um, actually, while we're on the topic of his name, 
this is a bit of symbolism that I think not a lot of people um, catch on to when they watch this movie. It's a very, very important part of his character, too. Um, so we have this character named Reverend Cotton. And yes. Reverend Cotton is shown to own a cross vape rig. <laughs> now... <laughs> Forms look like garbage on my screen. <laughs> so, so his name being Cotton really, really ties into like you know the symbolism and the the parallels between his vape rig and you know the the essence of his character. <laughs> I was I, I genuinely thought you were like I genuinely thought you were like gonna like drop some like deep film insight oh, on me. I mean, you did, but I was—I was thought you were just gonna like break my mind wide open, which you also kind of did. I've seen this movie like five times. I've had a long time to ruminate on this. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you—you've been—you held on to that. You—you you realized that you didn't—you couldn't say that in the I in the recording. You had to hold back on that, like the eggs joke. Yeah. <laughs> should we go into that at all, or? I think we should. Okay. Or should because we keep, uh, describing the movie. Uh, I think we should go into that a little bit, just because at at one point uh, you said something like uh, like uh, Cotton says like he coils like a snake, and you said it zags on him, and which I uh, which we you know referencing the my brother my brother and me thing, and, and style. yes that too, and um ah oh, shit uh, and then I misheard that because like the rabbit string cut out cut for a second, so I heard egg on him. And I was, and my brain being the broken piece of shit that it is, just immediately said, oh, like, oviposition. Yeah, like, Abalam's into, is into ovipo. Yeah. It's fine. We, it's fine. Yeah. We have to stop it right there. If we talk anything more, this podcast is going to get further rated as explicit. Okay, okay. I already said the fuck word. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta be careful. We're on a tightrope here. We are extremely on a tightrope. Um... So, yeah, so Reverend Cotton, the most, Reverend Cotton Marcus, the most racist name in the world. Yes. Like, uh, th- like, I think, I think the only way, I don't even know if this name could be more racist, but, like, the only thing that could be, like, in contention is a name that's, like, Reverend, I hate black people. Yeah, it's a very, very southern racist name. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is extremely someone who just, like. We we they, they 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 very conveniently edited out all the parts where he just screamed the n word in oh a dur- during during a heated gaming moment. Yeah, I was about to say sort of a Game Grumps esque personality. Oh God, I God, that happened in like the first year, and then John Tron was there for like another year and a half. Yep. That was Absolutely. that was a time. It really was. <laughs> um, uh, what were we saying about? Reverend Cotton Marcus, who is like having a crisis of faith, because he's like, no one's really listening to any of the things I say. I could do a sermon on banana bread. Yeah, I mean, it's not an exorcism movie if there's not a priest who isn't having a crisis of faith. Yeah. But he is a scammer and a liar. Yeah. And a vapor. And I, I, I mean, despite his name being super racist, I kind of love this dude. Yeah, no, he's he's good. His name is extremely racist, but he's extremely yeah. good. Yeah, um, he really he really plays it up to rake in the exorcism cash. It's yeah. it's pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> it's very good. 
It is very good. And and that's where um, the cross of Aprig comes in. He has this cross that produces smoke so that it appears to be burning his skin. Yeah. And he like he 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 he, sees out, he he gets the demon and the demon is like, "Oh no, there's no demon." But he's pretending that there is because he needs to shield these people for like a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> like a big fat stack of $20 bills. It was it was like 50s and 10s and he he really acted humble about it. Yeah. But he definitely just like scammed these people out of money because like yeah. the, no like ever it's like very creepy and he's just like, "Well, this is just like a standard. I'm just going to pretend to be an exorcist and do my thing." Yeah, he has like his whole like ambient noise sound design. Yeah. That makes demon noises and bumps around the house. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much like uh, it's very much what the uh, the the cast in uh, the Borderlands was expecting to find when they yeah, went to yeah. that miracle. God, I love that movie. I think about that movie all the fucking time. That movie scared the shit out of me. That was like the first movie that we watched for. I, that was the first movie we watched for Fever, but that was also the first movie we watched for my weird cinema class. Mm-hmm. Oh, that movie terrified me. So good. I love that a good data mosh. Yeah, truly, 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 truly. They went in there. I don't know if you know, but they went in there. They they did. They get they did they get vored. They got vored. They did. They were voluntary prey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh I, I man. I said worse things in the past twenty four minutes and forty six seconds, but I didn't really know how to respond to that. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um Okay, so they, he does that, and he's like, well, my job here is done. Let's go. I did the whole exorcism. And then things get it pops weird. Off. It pops off. Devin, if you want to take the... I, I kind of like have the sequence of events out of order in my head, so if you want to... Alrighty, so it pops off uh, the night after the exorcism when Father Reverend Spaghetti... Um, <laughs> Reverend Baghetti. Yeah, he's staying in the hotel room that he booked in the small town that they're in. And Nell, the girl who uh, is possessed, shows up in his hotel room without any warning. So they get her to a hospital, and the father refuses to give her any sort of, like, psych- psychiatric test yeah. or anything like that. And they get they take her home. And the next day or so, they get a phone call that reveals that Nell is pregnant. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <clears throat> wait, we skipped a really, wait, we skipped a cute scene. We skipped the Dockers. Oh, yeah, my favorite part. Um, Iris, the uh, camera or sound woman, she has a pair of Doc Martens that Nell really likes, and she gives them to her, and Nell wears them for the rest of the movie, and it's so precious. It's super cute. And that's part of why I like this movie, is that the movie really makes you care about Nell. She is such a sweet girl who is... You really, really feel bad for her and want her... You want nothing bad to happen to her, and I think that's one of the most important things that you can achieve in a horror movie, is that you don't want anything bad to happen to the main characters. Yeah. It's the most important thing to, uh, you know, invest the audience. You should be watching a, a horror movie thinking, I don't want these people to die because that's where the horror comes from. Yeah. And <clears throat> No, these characters are all very good, and you're like, I don't want any of these people to die. Yeah, uh, but uh, the movie does uh, show you pretty explicitly through some 
fan art that Nell draws that these characters are going to die violently. These characters are Pokemon going to die. I'm Pokemon going to leave this podcast. <laughs> um, so it's revealed that she's pregnant and then uh, it pops off again. She cuts her brother's face up. Uh, yeah, she slices and dices. Yeah, while uh, Reverend Cotton is at the church trying to get help from the... What is the church guy called? A, a deacon? Yes, the deacon. Uh, a, a, big old, a big old bitch. A big old bitch. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, and in this church, there is a woman, this very short woman, who is just delightful. Yeah. I said it several times while we were watching it. She is just delightful. If you've ever seen The Bye Bye Man, um, <laughs> she is to this movie what the flower seller man is to the Bye Bye Man. She is just absolutely delightful. And yeah. Luckily, she shows up um, a couple Multiple times. times. Yeah, she's extremely good. She's very good and very short. And yeah. She's just delightful. So, um, Father Baghetti is trying to get help from the deacon but what is her dad's name i think her, her dad's name is james or something her father has had some trouble with the deacon in the past and so the deacon doesn't really want to intervene at all with uh the exorcism which is a yeah. detail <laughs> that i don't know if i should reveal now or come back to later you, you can reveal it now can i go out and say it okay yeah so, bring it bring bring the thunder he's actually the leader of some sort of coalition of people who are bringing a demon into the world. And Nell is the catalyst because Abalam. Abalam gave her that sweet egg nut. He did. And. Oh, this is, this is a, this is, this is a, this is a heinous and unlistenable podcast. (laughs) I enjoy making this pot. Like while Blair is gone, like I need to like, like this is like the version of that post where it's like my wife went on vacation. So I cut off all the sleeves off all my shirts. And like, since Blair and I are just really good friends, like Blair is still like 80% of my impulse control. The other 20% is my girlfriend. God. Um, no, what were we talking about? I got like distracted by the. Egg nut. But. um, uh, (laughs) oh you have to get up pretty early to catch you off guard like that okay so i i kind of jumped ahead there with the millipede baby yes um after nell breaks some of her fingers and does some crazy acrobatics in a in a little barn and and then she offers uh she offers her father a blowing job she offers the reverend a blowing job oh my apologies yeah he offers she offers the reverend a blowing job but, and um, and then he's and then he's like, wait a minute, a demon would know what what a blowjob is. Yeah, I mean, you're just a teenage girl. Maybe the demon doesn't know about it. The demon, the demons fuck twenty four seven. I don't know. I think we've got some ace representation here. No, <laughs> no, no. Um, so it's uh, revealed a few scenes later that. Nell had sex with a boy in town, and he's the one who got her pregnant. Oh, the, there was a, there's a boy. Okay, so they just need to go in town and see who's got the ovipositor. And yeah, um, I kind of already <laughs> talked this one up. I I brought it up too early, but uh, anyway, the kid. Just like just like look for, just like look for the kid with like the really weird bulge in their pants. 
yeah, you've you've got your guy. Yeah, it, he's. I mean, yeah, like if someone in town was wearing a kilt, like inspect that. Yeah, get on that immediately. Yeah. So um. Just like, like blow it up, Bruce Almighty style. Yeah, yeah. So they go to the diner where this boy works. And this podcast is terrible. Him. Pardon? <laughs> I ruined this. Po- I'm ruining this podcast actively. I mean, we're only 31 minutes in. We can restart. It's not too late. No, we can't. Okay. This is a, this is like this is this this is this kind of is entirely unlistenable, but also like I cannot imagine not posting it. Okay. So the I appreciate the offer, though. The I mean, um, if you can fake a genuine laugh really well. I, I can do that. Like, if you need me to pretend to laugh at jokes that you've already made. <laughs> oh my god, no, but I am leaving that offer in, you know, because that's the nicest thing anyone's ever done on this podcast. Yeah, of course, anything. Oh. Um, the boy did not, in fact, get her pregnant because... He is a homosexual. He is a gay. He is a he is a gay and he's very he's very uh because he lives in the fucking sticks like of course he's very uh quiet about it. he's like I don't really like um uh um y- 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 you know and she's, the, 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 uh, Iris um, is like girls and he's like yeah 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 and you, Iris uh, is uh, Iris no is the um <laughs> the, the director <laughs> no I was going to say that um Iris is the other side of the mirror because she's very clearly gay. Oh, obscenely. Yeah, she walks into this movie with those red-brown Doc Martens. Yep. Like, you... It kind of sucks. It kind of sucks that Doc Martens are both, like, extremely gay shoes, but also, like, the official Nazi footwear. Oh, jeez. That sucks. That's why I have a knockoff pair. Yeah. Like, ugh. I think about... Green Room taught me that, and I think about it all the time. Oh, yeah. I don't know... I don't know if I've ever talked about it on this podcast, but um, back when I worked at Petco, we had uh, a uh, a Nazi come into our store with on frequent basis. Oh no! Like an actual, tre- okay. like true blue. Like he literally had the uh, the SS bolts and the Third Reich tattooed on like on his neck. That man doesn't deserve to be anywhere near any animals ever. No, he tried to like I I had to help him buy his son a fish because we I if I, I either had to I do that that it was going to be in the fish section. I had to, I either had to do that or I would probably get fired on the yeah. spot because you know corporate America cares about the bottom line more than it cares about like. Nazis. Yeah, and I mean, pet stores are notorious for not caring about fish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at, we had we had a thing where like we had to make sure that like we couldn't sell a goldfish to you without a filter. Uh huh. Oh, that's because, really good. Yeah, no, Petco's actually decent about that stuff, oh, but like, awesome. yeah, that, that, yeah. My dream is no. to be the guy who says "Welcome to PetSmart" when people walk into Petco. <laughs> person i want to be uh i once got i once got a lizard from PetSmart, and it didn't survive for six months because it was so it was so ill Mm -hmm. the poor thing it's a disappointment had to like force feed it everything because it wouldn't eat yeah okay so on the subject of lizards yes um, go on you know where this is going don't you oh yes egg nut continue no i was gonna talk about how we saw... Well, I showed you a uh, magnificent image. Photo of Poncho, yes. Yes, the photo of Poncho where um, her titties are out. <laughs> her titties are entirely like, out. These, 
these lizard titties protected us for the last 25 minutes or so of the movie. Yeah. When it really, really pops off. Yeah. Sometimes you need, like, a little comforting, like, a little haven of lizard titty that you can just look at anytime you want. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and I gotta tell you, it's extremely good. I'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> it's, it's really, uh, like, a soothing presence. It really is. Um, looks like it looks like like she's got like one arm out and it's like looks like a friend like reaching across the table the table to comfort you yeah like she she'd have like a beer there's like a beer off to the side <laughs> yeah because it because it's like it's like 12 45 a.m and you're like sitting outside around and, and it's like summer and you're sitting outside around that like one of those weird glass tables glass with, the, with the umbrella on top yep yeah yep <laughs> And Poncho just reaches a hand across the table to hold yours and just assures you that it's all going to be okay. Yeah, and then um, you have, like, kind of a romantic, flirty romp in the pool. <laughs> it's really, really beautiful, actually. You know, it's dark, and the pool lights make the water you ever hear the You ever heard the R.E.M. song, Night Swimming? <laughs> That's what it's about. Yeah, it's about oh. swimming... <laughs> swimming with a beardy. Romantic. It's a really yeah. romantic time with Poncho. Yeah. Poncho the bearded dragon that you shared at 3 a.m. at, like, your friend's dad's house. And yeah. You don't, yeah. Really know, you, don't, you don't really know your friend's dad that well, but you're sleeping over. Yeah. And you just have, like, a kind of like a just like a really wholesome romantic romp in the pool with Poncho the yeah. bearded dragon. Yeah. Oh, this is sweet. Yeah. It's, it's like the moment that you realize that you're gay. <laughs> like, I'm serious. No, I, I agree. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> now that we're done writing fan fiction. Yeah. Uh, oh, continue. Where did we leave off? The the they the the blowing job just happened, no, I think. No, no, we, we we were on the gay representation of this movie. Okay, yes. Right. So, uh anyway, they're like, "Oh, wow. So this kid is gay. He did not get Nell pregnant." So they drive back to the farm as soon as they can, and they discover that the little coalition led by the deacon and that delightful little woman from earlier. Yep. Yeah, she's she's right in on it. And I just love her. I don't care what she does. I really love this woman. Um, and so the, the little coalition... She, do, she, does, she does pull that centipede baby out of she the... She pulls the centipede baby out. She's so helpful. She and then she throws it in the fire. Yeah. No, no, the deacon threw it into the fire. Okay. He gave, yeah, she gave, it to, she gave it to the deacon who was wearing a red robe. Yeah, it got yote. It got yote? Yote. Oh, is that the past tense of yeet? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so uh, the coalition has her dad tied up. And Caleb is in on it too, her brother. And so Nell births the millipede baby, and it gets thrown into the fire. And the the Guru fan art from earlier that Nell drew of the camera crew and Reverend Cotton comes true. Yay! And we get that classic found footage running scene. Yeah. It's just fantastic. And the movie yep. ends. Yep. And the movie ends with uh, the cameraman getting his head cut off. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And that's the last exorcism. The last exorcism happened, and a dude lost his head. A dude lost his what? Head. Okay. It sort of cut out there for a second. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know how good of a job I did describing that movie, but I think you did. A, I think you did a really good job. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so. Uh, we got a qu- questions. If you got questions, send them to fearbaiting at gmail.com or fearbaiting.tumblr.com or uh, at fearbaiting on Twitter. We got we put out, we got a, we put out the question treat and we got one response this week. We're very disappointed in all of you. I'm just yeah. kidding. We still love everyone listening. You're you're very special. I'm just gonna check the email, make sure we haven't gotten anything. Okay. You made baby's first podcast a bit disappointing. Yeah. So I'm not mad, but Devin is very mad. I'm very mad. Okay. All right. So here's our question from at Pidmon. What if Spider-Man had demonic powers instead of that shit where he killed a fetus to restore the status quo? I'm just thinking of the skittering on wall shit I've seen in trailers for exorcist movies, lol. I think he, he does in fact kill a fetus at some point. Yeah, so is the Deacon Spider-Man? I guess so. I think so. That raises some moral qualms. Does dead, does Deacon is Spider-Man? Does he? That's a good but, question. Um, I, I don't know the Spider-Man lore. Um, I don't yes, really know I, about the fetus, so I'm just going to imagine it as it happens yeah, in this movie. Yeah. Um, also, Pidmon asks, would Beelzebub be a good patron? <laughs> what? He said Beelzebub. Oh. <laughs> Beelzebub. Beelzebubhole. Would he be a good demonic patron? Um, well, he's pretty high up there. Yeah. In hell. Yeah. You know, he's like the he's also second. he's also pretty high because he can't stop smoking weed. Yeah, I mean, you got that fire going. You got that fire going. You know. You yeah. Just, you find a portal to hell, and there's just steady smoke rising up. Yeah. It. Yeah. You hot box um, in there. Oh yeah, you hell is a hot box it, for everyone, but for everyone except for the people who are like the people who are the people who are trapped there. That's if you, you if you. Like, Go ahead. If if you rule over hell, like you're, you have a good time. You have the best weed. So Beelzebub oh, has yeah. like the second best weed in hell. Do you think there's weed in heaven? No. <sighs> Damn. I'm sorry. There's no weed in heaven. That's rough. How do I get to be like one of the devil's staffers? Because I could have like horns, and I could also like torture people, but like bad people. Not like yeah. I'm not a big fan of torture. I'm not. No, I'm just joking. But um, so Beelzebub has like the second best weed in hell. Which who's got the best? Satan. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he's, he's got that. He, you like if you he like takes it out of the bag and you smell like just the smell of it gets you high. Yeah. There's there's seven levels of like weed weed in hell for each mm-hmm. prince. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what that's what Dante's Inferno was about. Yeah, it's about the seven kinds of weed. Yeah, the the seven the seven weeds you'll smoke in heaven. <laughs> no, there isn't a weed in heaven. That's my favorite Mitch album book. Oh my god. The seven weeds you'll smoke in hell. Okay, so when you have Beelzebub as a patron, you're like one step away from getting that primo, primo weed. And he still gets you like really yeah, good it's weed. It's just like it's really not the best. Weed. Um. Hmm. So my answer is going to be yes. Yes, Beelzebub will get you the sickest weed. Yeah. Uh, that's it for questions this week. Uh, now we're going to move into recommendations. Uh, oh, okay. Devin, what do you got? You got a recommendation? Um, for anything in particular? Could be anything? N- nothing in particular. I can go ahead. Oh, yeah, you go first. Um, uh, so I can- my recommendation this week is a movie that I mentioned earlier, uh, Blue Ruin, directed by uh, 
uh, uh, uh, uh, uh, I'm going to cut this out. Directed by Jeremy Saulnier. It's the same guy who directed Green Room, like I said, and it's just, it's absolutely phenomenal. I think this guy is a, this, this guy is a fabulous director, and it's about this guy who, uh, his parents got murdered by this guy who's, like, a member of this prominent family, and the, the guy only gets, like, two years in jail for good behavior, and it's just, it's about, it's a, it's a really well-done revenge story. It's very bleak, too. Yeah, it's... It's, it's fantastic. It's, it's... Yeah. It really is. Yeah, so you, it doesn't have to be horrible. It doesn't. It does not have to be even a movie. My recommendation last week was Celeste, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 about a year ago, Blair did recommend pouring river water into your shoes. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Like easy and free. Yeah. So uh, I guess my recommendation would be if you haven't seen The Borderlands yet, I would absolutely recommend that. But I mean, you've already done it on this podcast, so I assume yeah, at least uh, a good portion of the listeners have seen it. Um, but that is a very underrated movie. And another underrated horror movie that I would recommend is Hell House LLC. Hell House LLC? What? Yeah. Um, it's about uh, this crew of people who run, uh, you know, haunted houses around Halloween. Like little, oh, uh, it's, it's, directed, it's directed by my favorite, uh, my favorite, um, my favorite pasta, Cognetti. Yeah. Stephen Cognetti. Father Baghetti. Father Baghetti. Father Cotton. Father Cotton Baghetti. Father Cotton Baghetti. Um. Anyway, it's about uh the crew of people who make haunted houses around Halloween time, and it's a found footage movie, and or sort of a mockumentary, I guess. But there is a found footage aspect to it. Uh huh. And um, they get into a little more than they could handle. a little over their heads yeah there's there's more going on there than they thought there was oh yeah well yeah that's a good recommendation thank you all right um devon where can people find you online if you want them if you want to be found online um so if you search my full name i've ensured that there are no results Sure. But um, if you'd like to find me on Twitter, which is where you can also find other avenues of contacting me, such as, you know, uh, Tumblr, Letterboxd, Steam. Flight Steam. Rising. Yeah, Flight Rising. That's an important one. I'm actually really proud of my lair. So if you want to give my dragons a look, you know where to find me. Um, my Twitter is Asteriskos with an X instead of a K. So it's yeah. A-S-T-E-R. I S X O S. I will post a link in the chat. Awesome. Or not in the ch- in the chat. Uh, what the fuck? I'm streaming later tonight, so my brain's already in stream yeah, mode. That's, that's I'll po- I'll post a link in the show notes. Okay, awesome. Uh oh, this is also live. I don't know if you heard, but we have like hundreds of listeners live on Twitch. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. Have we gotten any good donations? No, we haven't gotten any. We actually lost five dollars. <laughs> okay, because I mean, so about how long is a typical fear baiting episode? Uh, about an hour. We're kind of playing fast and loose, but with yes. Blair, we normally Blair we normally do like an hour, give or take. And like, so what I've found with these episodes is that they're either like f- f- ten minutes over or like fifteen minutes shy of an hour. Okay. Not a lot, and a lot. So you know, this is on the shorter end, but I think it's understandable given the you know, given the absence of Blair. Yeah, and uh, also the fact that I have never been on a podcast. But I was going to say that we're at like forty-seven minutes, which is a pretty good run. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, we got two pretty good uh, points. So um, if you want to find me, I'm at Chie Shadonaka on Twitter or ChieSatsunakas.tumblr.com. Uh, if you want to help support the show, patreon.com slash fearbin. You give just a dollar a month and we you get access to like a bunch of like polls and stuff, uh, you know, choosing the, help choose the movies. Um, any and higher donation levels, you can send in a message and stuff. And there are some people who donated recently or up to their pledge that now have access to the donation levels. Um, like a uh, friend of the show and host last week, Michael went from I believe four dollars and twenty cents to uh, a, a, a higher donation level. So, uh, Michael, you can send us a message now to say on the show, even though you kind of already do that with your asks, anyways. <laughs> but you can make us read anything. Ooh. Yeah. Do we have anything interesting to read this week? No, we don't. We I haven't really said anything about it in the, in a while because I for, I sometimes forget that it happens because I'm bad about this. But um, uh, anything else? Uh, oh yeah, and if you can't support us through that, I completely understand. Uh, give us a, like a rating or review on iTunes or just like tweet about us. That would be excellent. We would really appreciate the word of mouth. Uh, and I think oh yeah, and you can check my other podcasts out: Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die and uh, The Wonder Yerks, uh, which is an Animorphs podcast, and Henry Kissinger's a leftism podcast. Um, and I think that's gonna do it. Uh, so Devin, I me- text, I'm messaging you the thing that we say at the end of the show. Uh, so when I throw it to you, you will say that. Um, can okay. I my, can I say my parting words first? Oh yes. What are your parting words? I'm sorry. Okay, that's fair. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you again next week. Well, not you, but the rest of the people listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and until then, I'm Lulu. I'm Devin. And remember. You can put a fucked up guy. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>